is... It's hard to believe that someone you know, in Washington, D.C., <clears throat> with it being such a safe city, could get mugged. <laughs> and it's hard to believe that this person was politically connected, you know, in Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play the House of Cards music right here. Isn't it awesome? <laughs> And I said, you've got the build of a 12-year-old girl, so I'm guessing you're a pussy, too. Sweet day, it is a beautiful day. I've got the sky on my feet now. Sweet day, it is a beautiful day. I've got the sky on my feet now. But they were just telling me, like, did I do the right thing? And I, and I said, well... You didn't do the wrong thing. It's not like you can say to your like uh, your best friend, <laughs> "Screw your kid's cause." <laughs> but I like Jonah better. Yeah, <laughs> it really Bouncing does remind off the walls. me of coll- college Jonah. Just <laughs> if you if you come home from work and you find the Roomba dick up on your couch. <laughs> Watching <laughs> reruns of some of of Scrubs. Bite a tongue, meaning your own. I, I don't see you uh, typically not speaking your mind. Well, not... I needed to maintain the relationship so that because if I had spoke my mind, we probably would not have a place to perform shows anymore. Well, what's their deal? I mean, if, if you want to get into it or you don't, we can avoid it altogether and just slip in. Hey, everybody, welcome. You're going to get a disease with Luke, Jonah, and Nick. Hey, buddy. Hey, guy. No, it's... it's... Uh, no, Jonah. Uh, Jonah's sick. He got the hip. <laughs> um, <laughs> He'll clear up by next week. He got creams for that. It's just sort of like a disrespect that we get from one person there. Okay. And she does like every little... And she, people think she's nice, and she's not. <laughs> and because she always has like a smile on her face, and it's it's like one of those Stepford Wives smiles. Oh. You know, like that. it's so fake, and you know... She she should be calling you a fucker, and she's got a big smile on your face on her face. So it's like, and I'm I see through it. So when she gets her little attitude, I f- snap it out, like I cut her off. Um, and because she, I'm trying to talk to the park manager, and she's jumping in with her little quips, and I just like. So it's like a little power struggle at this point. I mean, like you um, guys should have a really. Nice cohesive relationship. I mean, well, they got place. You do shows. It's a very yeah. long, drawn out, drawn out yeah. story. But let's just say we were in a good position, and then somebody retired. Okay, and she took every opportunity from that point on to try to cut us off at the knees because she did not like us, and she does not like us for some reason. Like we still can't figure out what her little thing is with us, 
and I have always been very friendly mm-hmm. and even beyond friendly, like talk, you know, just chit chatting and being friend. You know what I mean? And did you ever ask? Just out of curiosity, like, I told hey, is I there finally an issue? T- I finally told the t- new park manager today. I said she has a personal vendetta against us for some reason. I don't, and I'm not the only one that sees it. Everyone that was with us says she does not like us. And she said, I've never seen that. I said, that's because she's always got a big smile on her face when mm-hmm. she's calling us an asshole. Backstabbers. You know, and I'm Backstabbers. like. But that's the case. It's It just, it gets old. It's like. How, how long have you been working with her? For a year now? No, I, with the this woman? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. Like six years, seven oh, years. Jesus. Okay. And she is very, very condescending and. She puts everyone else's priorities above ours, even though we're all renters, but they have they have priority. I'm like, hi, that doesn't make any sense. She goes, well, how many people do you get for your shows? I said, what the hell does that matter? That's the only time I kind of – I said, what, is that? what the hell does that matter? Yeah. I said, we have one person and we pay our fucking rent. Yeah. Who cares? That's That was actually my next line. Like, wait, yeah, it doesn't make a difference if you get the, the, the crowd or not. So why why not it, – it, it just seems to me if there's no – you know, no way you can come to some sort of amicable, you know, relationship with them. Is there another venue, a, no, another we, place? There's really not. I mean, we That's do. The problem. We do okay. a show. We do a show at Morris in the summer because mm-hmm. they have an opening, but we can't afford to own our own space, and there really is no other place to rent from. I. I'm just just throwing this out there because like, they have the black box now at Lewis. Lewis that, doesn't rent their black box. They won't rent it, huh? I've already asked. Wow. I mean, that would have been the first idea right there. Like, that would be a great one for alumni to go back and just do a show every now and then. Yeah, they don't rent it. Wow. I wonder why. That's, that's they save easy it for, cash they revenue. They save it for their events. I guess. They don't need the revenue. I'm just thinking, like, they can't be doing events 24-7. Yeah, they're getting, they're getting their revenue by calling me once a month, <laughs> trying to get Should me like to, to donate. A donation? Yeah. Hey, this is such and such. Uh, well, uh, it's been, uh, been a long week. I recorded yeah. with uh, Jared and Claire last week because uh, you guys were at the the Cubs game. Mm-hmm. And how was that, by the way? It was good. Yeah, just... Cubs won. <laughs> But the game was in the noon. You guys were just anticipating and drinking for the rest of the night, or did you stay downtown and relax? Uh, no, no. We we took a bus up, a uh, charter from the Moran AC, uh, with Joe and Vern, and uh, met a couple people that worked for me up there. And uh, you know, we drank and we got a good buzz on, and then nice. we rode the bus back and probably got back about. I, I probably didn't get home till about eight o'clock. Oh, yeah, that's when I wanted to record with you guys when you're all sauced and no, happy. It's not sauced and happy at that point. It's tired. <laughs> you just want to lay down. I'm not Jonah. Jonah. Jonah want, never wants the party to end. I like to get my buzz, and then it starts to as it starts to go down. I'm like, all right, now it's time to go to sleep. Speaking of Jonah, um, I mentioned in the last episode I got a Roomba after your recommendation. And, it is. Uh, it bounces into the walls a lot, you know, to feel itself out. It's like, where am yeah. I going? So it, it hits the wall a lot. And so I'm like, <laughs> bounces in the wall like Jonah. So yeah. now uh, Ellie has gone from calling it Mr. Squeaky to Jonah. <laughs> Mr. Squeaky? <laughs> well, Squeaky Clean. That was her That was her thing. She's like, it's Squeaky Clean. I'm like, okay. Let the kid name things. I'm not, not going to argue with it. 
But I like Jonah better. Yeah. It really Bouncing does remind me walls. of co- college Jonah just. <laughs> if you if you come home from work and you find the Roomba dick up on your couch <laughs> watching reruns of some of of Scrubs. scrubs. <laughs> yeah. And you say hello to it and it goes. <laughs> Where's all these bottle caps from? <laughs> um, so besides that, we got um, uh, Amazon Echo. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Those are the we, we mentioned one there. One was just using like a crime case recently because it's always recording your voice. Oh, okay. Uh, it's it's basically like uh, an Apple Siri or whatever that's called, but it's like a cylinder that sits in your room and you yell at it and, and tell you it to it order a, stuff. Alexa. Yeah. That, well, that's the you can call it whatever you want. So you can actually train to call it like butthead if you really want to. Um, so Al's freaked out about it. She what? thinks she thinks the people are listening to her. So there's a there's this button on the top <laughs> that you can turn the microphone off, but that's not convincing enough. Like, nah, they're s- still tracking us somehow. I'm like, we we, and I was I was like thinking about it. Like, yeah, it is kind of weird. The the machine is always listening, but I'm just trying to think of how much information we voluntarily give to anything. Like, if you download Angry Birds, if you look at the permissions for that, like, oh, we can enter to your contacts, your photos. What is it, Alexa? <laughs> I don't understand. I, uh, I think there's a fear of technology there. Well, uh, that's what actually are, a segue into the next topic. What do we so. do that? that we, I mean, yeah, I think that was my point. Like, like there's nothing uh, we do. There that, was somebody that went off online about the people watching us and they're tapping into this. I'm like, if they want to listen to me on the phone, I, what are, they're not going to really find anything out that's worth anything. You know, if they want to know what porn, just send me an email. I'll first, I'll send you links, guy. You know, I well, mean, it, it, w- I, I mean, are you worried about the phone watching you and stuff no. with the camera? Because no. we, we, we mentioned a story uh, from Barfy's buddy that that actually happened to. Yeah. And he, his phone got hacked and he was, he got like small blackmailed, if you want to call it that, from hackers that were like threatening to release a video of himself, you know, spanking it. And I'm just thinking to myself, well, it's just like the face up. <laughs> Unless you were like moaning and moving the camera everywhere. Yeah, I don't. So, I, 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 if, I, if it records me jerking off, then, well, all right. <laughs> what do you want from me? I, I'm not scared of that stuff, but what I, uh, I was kind of scared of is that there was a story, and it kind of went under the radar because of all the, the political stories have been like feeding the news feed like crazy. And this one, this one's amazing. Um, Facebook has an artificial intelligence uh, platform that they work with, okay? Uh, It's not widely available to the public or anything like that. It's their own internal R&D artificial intelligence that they developed. They had to shut it off last week. Okay. Because it made its own language, and the developers could not tell what it was saying to the other computers that were part of its network. It just did it by itself and created its own language. And they, like, had, like, little snippets inside the article of what the computer was saying to the other computer, and it doesn't make any sense. It was, like, these really weird word fragments. And from what they gathered, the computer made up these fragments, which they couldn't decipher. They had the best minds on it. They couldn't tell what the computer was saying to make it go faster than normal text. So the computer made something out of nothing so they shut it down like they flipped it off 
because they were scared. That, like, whoa, this is. They were scared the Terminator <laughs> would come out of a bubble and kill them. I told the story to Al this morning. I'm like, you know what? That is scary. That the, if a computer just starts doing stuff, and nobody programmed that, I mean, that's that's huge, man. But it's artificial intelligence. Sure, it's it's it's, it's learning. They're teaching it. They they create something to learn. You know. Yeah, but they they taught it so much. And then it decided to teach itself something, yeah. and that's what's creepy about it. Like it hey, became you know, self-aware. Yeah, that's that's the beginning, right? Do you, do you get involved in all? Like, do you? I think that's so cool, but like terrifying. I the 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 closest I get is when my internet isn't working, and I unplug <laughs> it and plug it back in. Um, technology scares me, but not in that sense. It scares me because it frustrates me so much. Because there's so many things that, little things that won't work or anything like that. Like I had to get a new DVR for my camera system at work, and I got the exact same one. Mm-hmm. Made sure I ordered it, transferred all the plugs. Camera still wouldn't come on, and I got angry. And so I called Jonah. I'm like, "Are you busy? Can you come help me?" And he he came over and tweaked some things and got it working. But I'm like, I would because there's like 95 things plugged into it. Yeah, and I'm like, I would have lost my mind. I would be in here motherfucking the world. <laughs> Seriously. So I'm like, that's, I just, certain levels of technology. Like, we have an, a remote that we don't use that we want to program downstairs to, because our other one's getting beat up and okay. it doesn't always work. And I'm like, Amy's like, maybe you could program. And I looked at her and she goes, I'll ask Ryan when he comes over Friday, her brother, because mm-hmm. he's, and I'm like, yeah, good idea. Because like the TV, the remote just all of a sudden doesn't turn the TV on. Just it's one of those. It was like a universal thing. You could turn them both on TV and the and, and the just... and the box. And just one day, t- the TV. So I have to manually <laughs> turn the TV on because it wouldn't turn it on. And I'm like, I don't understand why just one day this happens. So maybe that's like our one silver lining when the robot revolution does come is that you know there'll be a lot of errors at the beginning. You know, when the robot <laughs> revolution you hit the reset does... button for 15 seconds in order to make the robot work again. When it, when it does come. <laughs> It will be scary. What's scary is that people like Jonah will be leading the oh. fight <laughs> against them because I'll be sitting back going, Dad, Dad, what is that? Dad. Yeah, Why is Arnold Schwarzenegger naked? <laughs> Still makes no sense. But hey, I, I, my daughter asked me today because after like that story I was reading to Al, she goes, Are the computers going to take over the world? And I was like, They already did, sweetie. Yeah, because yes. you know, you, like half the kids wouldn't. You ever watch the, the YouTube series Teens React? Do you think I did? I knew you might have seen it in passing, and like it's links to get passed around. But basically, they take like kids that are thirteen, fourteen, fifteen years old, and they sh- give them something that's not even twenty years old, or maybe just a little older. I saw one where they were listening to ACDC. Okay, I didn't see that one. I don't. I don't know if that's the same thing, but they Could were be. like, and some of them were like, "This is pretty good." Yeah, and the one girl's like, "Oh, I know this song," you know. <laughs> but that's were, that's definitely it. The guy's like, "All right, serious. this is a good one." Yeah, and they're like jamming. They played them like seven songs, and they, they just rotated through each. They gave them an original 1985 Nintendo Entertainment System mm-hmm. with a tube TV, and they said, "All right, hook it up, put in a game, and play it." And the look of confusion on like. They've never seen an RF switch. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
that just blows my mind. Like they didn't know the fr- they didn't know how to put the game in. And the best part is they gave them an old Nintendo, so they had to blow in the cartridge in order to make the shit work. It wasn't just like something crisp out of the package. Well, you had to you had to slide it in, but you couldn't push it in all the way because it had to like drag on the yeah, edge as exactly. it went down, or it wouldn't work. Yeah. <laughs> 45 degree angle with your fingertips just in order to put the right amount of pressure in it. Or it wouldn't work, so you had to put another tape on top of it (laughs) to hold it down. Done that? Yeah. yeah. I shoved the Game Genie in there one time. It worked for like charms. Um, We're uh, we're definitely... stupid millennials. (laughs) That was only 30 years ago, man. Now we got Roombas and... and Bro, my next big birthday is 50. 50. In September, I turn 45. I will be officially closer to 50 than I am I know some. I know somebody that just celebrated their 50th birthday party, and uh, he reminds me of you. He's, his name is Greg. He's one of our wine vendors. He's a great, great dude. Um, very, very opinionated, speaks off the cuff, uh, funny as all hell, and he just had his 50th birthday party, and he's like, yeah, I'm not going to view this as the, you know some crappy milestone that I'm getting older, I'm going to just celebrate. So he did 50 for 50. He celebrated for 50 hours straight just to see if he could do it. He pulled it off. Uh, he said he was dragging right around the 38-hour uh, mark, but he, he just basically did a a weekend in California with his buddies and everything like that to see who could, you know, basically hang out for that long. Fuck that. It was one of those things. I mean, I, that sounds entertaining to me because I'm planning on going to Oktoberfest when I turn 40. Want to come? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, enjoy the drink in the beer garden with the Germans? Yeah, I, yeah. I just, it doesn't really interest me. No, not, not a thing. So speaking of stuff that doesn't interest you, because this is a perfect segue to a terrible situation. Okay. I had a GoFundMe story. Okay. Um, this is actually a real story. This comes from a newspaper or anything like that. A newspaper, wow. Uh, it's from an acquaintance of mine. And I will give you the details of the story, and you okay. give me your opinion. Okay, so uh, he has a friend. They've been uh, grade school friends. Uh, they grew up together. They're both in their late 50s now. All right. Okay. His friend is has three kids, and all three of them are extremely overweight. Okay. Okay, so when I, I haven't asked, so like, how overweight are they? Uh you know, we're talking like just a couple pounds, and she said, "No, like obese, like 150 pounds over where they should be as far as like their normal weight." Ooh, if I had my poking <laughs> stick, well, you don't. <laughs> so, um, look at him; he's trying to get off the couch. <laughs> I wash myself with a rag on a stick. <laughs> the fingers you have used to dial the number are too fat. To obtain a special dialing wand, mash your palm against the... <laughs> <laughs> special dialing wand is one of my... That'd be a name, a great name of a football. I, like it. I just like mash your palm mash against... Mash your palm. Um, so the, the one kid is 30 years old. It's his daughter. And she decides she's going to... I heard that guy's ass has its own congressman. <laughs> <laughs> a Jimbo Jones reference on the show. Um... Well, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. Okay, no. he's um, got fat kids. He's got fat kids. The 30-year-old daughter uh, decides she's going to lose the weight All right. about a year ago. Good and for her. And she lost 150 pounds. Good for her. Okay. 
So after she lost the weight, there's an obvious amount of skin yes. that's, that's, you know, excess. flapping in the wind, yep, excess yep. skin and everything like that. And she's pretty embarrassed by it and all this. So she decides she's going to get elective surgery. All right. Costs $36,000 to get the surgery. Okay. So her dad, doing anything for their kid, obviously, and is very proud of her for losing the weight, starts a GoFundMe page up. All right, so the GoFundMe page to get this electric surgery. So that's the first part. I want your opinion on the GoFundMe page. For it doesn't sound like he's doing anything for his kid. Well, he, he sent out a to everyone he knew. You know, he's a guy in his 50s, so he's got a lot of contacts business-wise probably. So he sends this to everyone. Doesn't sound like he's doing anything. Did you? He's essentially emailing a link. Yeah, but do you, do you, well, this is the first part. So what do you think of the GoFundMe thing for an elective surgery? I mean, you can do it. There's nothing wrong with, or there's there's nothing against you doing it. It's just, I've I've seen more worthy causes. That's the worthiness um, factor, and I've seen less worthy GoFundMe pages. I've seen breast enlargement. Uh, I mean, GoFundMe pages. this like, is wow, how did they get viral? You know, she lo- It's not like it's not like she's. If it was for like the gastric bypass to mm. lose the weight, but the fact that she lost the weight on her own and now she's got all this skin, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, okay, yeah. There's, I there's wouldn't a certain... donate, but I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna dog them for don't for, okay. for putting it out there. I, I felt like almost the exact same like thin line. Like if I was a friend, like hey man, why don't you throw in a twenty? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't really want you know. To. <laughs> uh, I got a thing. I don't really want to throw it at 20. Um, so they made uh, nine grand or something off the GoFundMe page okay. or something like that. So $36,000, but obviously not enough for the surgery. Yes. Since the GoFundMe page didn't get them enough fundings, the dad decides, I'm going to throw a dinner. Fancy black tie event for my daughter and do a fundraiser for it. And all my fat children. So... Uh, the guy that's my acquaintance gets roped into it. Now he's he doesn't feel this is a very worthy cause. He's very proud of the daughter for losing the losing the weight, and this is his childhood friend. But he doesn't really feel like this is something he wants to do. It's like say we've got a relationship like you and me; they're good friends, but he's been put in an awkward spot now to participate in this dinner and sell raffle tickets. Oh, selling no. raffle tickets to the, all the people. So they, they, he does it. He raises a lot of money. They don't get the full nut, but I mean, they, they got a lot, but they were just telling me like, did I do the right thing? And I, and I said, well, you didn't do the wrong thing. It's not like you can say to your, like uh, your best friend, <laughs> screw your kid's cause. I mean, I realize it's, yeah, it's so weird. I will t- just for the sake of our friendship, I will tell you now that if Elise <laughs> becomes a big fatty, I will not not be donating money. Aww. You can you can edit out her word, her name. <laughs> I gave up on that a while ago. It's you know, I I said to them would that have like broken up your friendship if you would have? No, no, no. He no. said, "Yeah, that probably would have." Well, if he didn't support yeah, it, if he didn't support it, and he well, didn't help simple. out, I mean, he probably wouldn't have talked to him again. I mean, I, I do shit for charity for, you know, the Ken Gerdes golf outing. Sure. Um, I 
put the information out there. Hey, it's a fun golf outing. It's to a good cause. I ask my financial guy, Joe. I ask, you know, my beer vendors, can you can you donate stuff? Can you you want to get involved? You want to buy an ad, you know, buy a be a sponsor, mm-hmm. whatever, any of that stuff. Hey, did you want to be involved? No big deal. Yeah. And if they say yes, great. Thanks. If not, no. Okay, no worries. Yeah. That's it. I mean, I don't I don't push people. I don't I just ask, "Hey, can you help us out?" Sure. And go from there. But, you know, the 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 main difference is always that's kind of what was the what's the word you used? That seems like a noble cause. There's, there's worthy. Some, yeah, worthy cause. There's something behind that. This is an elective surgery that I asked was me- what, is it medically necessary? Is there something that's going to be a health detriment to her if she doesn't get the surgery done? It's like no, well, it could probably a naturally strong go wind away. could grab her and <laughs> like a flying squirrel. Yeah, yeah. There she goes. She might want to keep that stuff. No, Lewis. All right. Is it Lewis? I'm pretty sure. Calling yeah. for a donation. Eight one five eight three eight. So I'm see gonna... if mine lights up. <laughs> Next. I I just I I wanted to like give them a thumbs up for being a good friend, and I said you've done your duty now. So if it comes back and they need more money later on for something else, I think you're busy that day. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think there's got to come a certain point where you got to cut the line off without being a jerk because it's very easy to just be like, screw you. But at the same time, I'm, you know, right. it's cool to help out a buddy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Um, this whole GoFundMe thing's gotten out of hand. Well, the, the, the best I was... GoFundMe to this day is the guy that said, help me make the perfect mac and cheese. It was a joke <laughs> GoFundMe page. And he's like, I'm looking for about 80 bucks. And it just it's super funny. You read it. Dude got like three grand. <laughs> I got a. I think I told you this story. I got accosted on my. I was on my honeymoon and I was playing laying by the pool, playing whatever Candy Crush or something. And one of the ads came up and I thought I clicked to close the ad and I clicked the invite friends. Mm-hmm. OK, so it invited, and I went, oh, shit, you know. So I get a message from somebody. Uh, thanks for inviting me to the game. I don't play those games. And I'm like, yeah, sorry. I was. And like, this is someone that I used to be kind of tight with. And then they got kind of, we kind of grew got, apart. And they were kind of, but they were sort of, they, they, they developed this attitude of I'm much more seasoned and mature and I'm in a good place and I, I mock your frustrations type you know what i mean like this sort of uh, uh snobby yes i guess snobby, snobby would yeah. a little sno- snobby a little bit like condescending when i talk to him about stuff and i'd be like okay you know you're like looking down on me like i'm my simple little life you mm-hmm. know that type of attitude and he proceeds then after accosting me for sending me the, him this thing and this is in a message. Proceeds then to ask me to donate money to, because he wants to open a brewery. Well, I got you. <laughs> Would you like to be an investor? Oh, by the way, he was, <laughs> he was a uh, very like anti-capitalist type thing. Uh, what is you it? know, 
Like, ah, money, what do I need money? I'm happy Oh, ooh, I just thought of the name. Liberal, liberal Brew. Liberal Brew? Yeah. Liberal Brew. There you go. But it was, like, very... And I, I kind of, like... And he used to, like, he used to, like, mock me for being, like, capitalist and Republican and all that. And I kind of, like, looked at his message, like, oh, yeah. You're okay with capitalism now, aren't you? <laughs> it's okay, my Republican money. And I just, I, t- I messaged back, like, oh, yeah, okay, I'll take a look. Take a peek. I'll get right on top You want of me to donate money to you so you can open up a business. People will, uh... Are you looking for investors? I will look at your business plan. It's, it just seems like you got to have the right uh, approach to things like that. You can tell he's a bad business guy right off the bat. Like, why would you ever bring that up after you just talk smack to somebody? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But like, he doesn't see us talking smack because he, he thinks I can't see past his... His okay. smile. You, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, have the, that jokey relationship, I have a smile right? on my face, so when I tell you you're a dick, you'll still think I'm great. <laughs> okay, that's the sort of attitude that it was. Wait, so Luke, all those times you were smiling at me? No, but I don't <laughs> smile when I call you a dick. I just say you're a dick. So uh, that's 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 the type of attitude that he has. Speaking of dicks, no, Jonah. Jonah. <laughs> uh, little cub news. Um, Steve Bartman was in the news. Today or yesterday, actually. Yesterday, um, Steve Bartman, very famous for getting in the way, not getting in the way. You know what? And here's the thing: I've heard this story a couple times on talk radio and uh, sports radio, mm-hmm. and everybody says what he did differently. Like I was listening to Red Eye Radio la- last night from uh, the bar, which is like the conservative talk show mm-hmm. on the way home, and. The way he described his story was Steve Bartman, the man that cost the Cubs the game, but he didn't say it tongue in cheek. He just yeah. blatantly like that's so, so okay, people so remember him. People remember Steve Bartman, uh, how they remember Steve Bartman, right. and that's it. Nobody's b- ever bothered to look beyond the the moment and just say, "Oh, that's the guy that ruined the Cubs World Series." Like, no, it, it happened a lot. <laughs> There's a lot more things that happened on the field right after that incident. It's not just Steve Bartman. But... Exactly, and I've gone into that. I've yeah. talked about that extensively. The air, the Dusty Baker not not calming his people yeah. down, uh, not getting his pitcher out when he was obviously exhausted after pitching him three days earlier into the into the eighth inning when he with a nine run lead. Sure, because he said, "Who am I going to bring in?" I mean, it's still disputed to this day whether or not he would have had to play on the ball. What Mo- Moises Alou? Oh, he had to play on it. Yeah. You know, just don't know if he was going to catch if it. If he was going to catch it, <laughs> even if he even if he was going to catch it, it's not the guy. There were ten people that went for that ball. Okay, minimum ten people. Well, this brings up two topics. One is the Cubs and Steve Bartman have this history since two thousand three. I even drew comic strips about it. I mean, it's it's such a funny story, but. You know, the guy obviously got shit on for quite a few years. Yeah. Uh, There's and, people like Posegay that still blame him. Yeah, yeah. That still blame that guy. So, I never for one second blame that guy. It is a good, and even if it's, it's just a PR move, it's still a good move. The Cubs gave Steve Bartman a World Series ring. Yep. Um, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why they waited till July to give it to him. They're, I don't know. Maybe they just thought know, of it. Like, yeah, hey, have like, you hey. thought of this? So, I mean, it, I think... I would have probably liked it a little bit better if they said, you know what, why don't you come to the opening home opener? Or they have invited. Like him. They've invited him back several times. So I mean, I don't. I don't know the internal workings of what the guy's. Be, the guy know. wants to keep a low profile. They. I think this was just their last gesture to sort of say, hey, you yeah, know, let it, go of this thing. Did he accept the ring? 
I yeah, oh, yeah. He wrote, he wrote a he wrote a oh, letter back. Oh, yeah. I've never seen Steve Bartman write anything except for like leave me alone. <laughs> no, no. He wrote a letter. He wrote a letter the day after, um, apologizing. Just apologizing. But that was um, the day after. I'm talking about like years. Um, no, he stayed. He stayed pretty much secluded away from the spotlight. He. I don't. I don't think he's been to a game since. Um, I feel for the guy. I mean, the guy took the abuse of thousands of ignorant people that yep. couldn't grasp one that was it was a reflex. Two, the Cubs cost themselves the game. Yep. You know, it was a foul ball. It was a foul ball. It's not, not like he you know like he pulled a home run back that made it a home run. It was a foul ball. Okay? So and then I understand the reaction of people immediately. Right in the moment sitting by him, like probably yelling at him and whatnot. But you take a step back and realize that this is a guy. He's just a guy. He's a Cub fan. And he's there's, there's this mentality. And I'm not going to say it with – I'm sure it's with every team. But because I go on a lot of Cub stuff and you see a lot of people going, well, you're not a true Cub fan. Or these people that started watching in 2015 aren't true Cub fans. And I went on the one day I'm like, you have to – you have to start somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Why am I? Why would I said I've been a fan probably for forty years? Okay, there's people that have been a fan for fifty years. Are they better fans than me? Can they tell me I'm not a true Cub fan because they've been a fan longer? You know what I mean? You got to start. My Amy started watching in 2015 with me because I was I was getting into the game yeah, so the, much the because they were over that that rebuild spouse. started. Sure. So she all of a sudden and she's like, "Well, you know, Mike, am, am I like a, a fair weather?" I said, "No, you're fa- you're a fan. You just you started. You didn't really watch the she game." She actually questioned whether she was well a because fair she sees these people saying, "Oh, all these Cub fans are oh yeah, fans since 2015." Because you get it from the Sox fans. That's their new dig because they can't say you haven't won a World Series. So now it's like, "Oh, get on that bandwagon." You know what I mean? This is the thing it, this does just translates way beyond sports everyone wants to be part of some sort of exclusive click and so they can almost feel superior to a certain level to other people that start liking the same thing. sure it's like oh i like this band before they were famous yeah now you're into yeah it. now they're not there they went mainstream well bartman yeah. gets diamonds now so they're well i think it's a, i think it's a classy way to say dude we're not holding it against you you do your thing we don't hold it against you. I'll tell you this, and, and Steve Bartman. People still, oh, what a, oh, like I, 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 I have a little feed here because I comment. I was oh, reading the Cub okay. article. You got something there? <laughs> this guy, and there's still people that. This, this is his name's Kevin Sexton. Okay, what a snowflake, rewarded for interfering with the game. So now, if I attend a game and interfere with the with the field of play, I can get a World Series ring too. Good to know. That's a troll. One hundred percent troll. He knows. Well, what no, he's, he's a doing. Cub, he's a Cub fan. Though. Sounds like a troll. Okay, so some people sounds say, like something I would write. Some up. people basically <laughs> told him, you know, some stuff and said some stuff like, "No, you're wrong." Uh, no, he got death threats. Then he says, legit death "Yeah, threats. he got legit yeah. death threats." <laughs> and he he says, "Jim Roberts, shut up." He didn't work for the ring. He's not in the coaching staff. He's not a player personnel. Yada yada goes on and on. I'm surrounded by pussies. Jim is a pussy. Bartman is too. Wow. So that's when I decided to respond. Oh, you got in it. And I said, you've got the build of a 12-year-old girl, so I'm guessing you're a pussy too. Because <laughs> I looked at his picture, and he's like this gangly fuck. And then Shep jumped in and said, called him a bitch and something or whatever. So he says, yeah, I'm 6'3", 225. I look at his picture. He might be 6'3". He's probably about 170. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm 6'3", 225. Luke, come Wait. find me, bro. Okay. Then he and goes I on, drive a Honda Civic. Then he goes on and on and on. So I then in turn trolled him. 
And I said, oh, Kevin Sexton, did I hit a nerve? You, you've been teased about your whole life about your skinny bitch shoulders and your dancer <laughs> hips? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, too. I like too. that you're reading this on the air. <laughs> <laughs> I said, by the way, 6'3", 225 is not so impressive. I doubt you'd be such a tough guy, yada, 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 behind your keyboard, all that bullshit. And I said, but I noticed he lives in Atlanta now. I said, I noticed your hometown, Naperville, mm. is right next to where I live. I said, so if you ever come back for a visit, if you want to get together, I'd be glad to throw you like a javelin. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. Was that the last response? Ah, uh, Shep said something. Else. Okay. But he hasn't responded. In your face, Kevin Sexton. I it just, But there was like a bunch of people. And I was reading, and I'm like, all right, if you don't think he deserves a ring, I got you. Yeah, yeah, somebody, yeah. somebody says, oh, the guy, you know, got death threats. Oh, you're a pussy. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, well, tell you what, you get, let's say, a hundred, a hundred death threats from random strangers, and we know for a fact, because we were good friends with somebody that had that anger in their spirit, just when that happened, Mm -hmm. we knew somebody that was that angry. He wasn't going to do anything, him in particular. But now that he dresses like a clown, he might. (laughs) We all float down here, Luke. Come on, a knit reference. I had to do it. So um, we know people that got super angry. Sure, and I was I was heartbroken. You get a hundred people like that. You know, you get mob mentality. If somebody finds out where this dude lives, they can egg his house, throw bricks through his window, something stupid. Yep. And it, all it takes is an accident. Yep. So, so I think some jerk published his his uh, maybe his house. We're right when that happened. Maybe. Too, so maybe. You know, give. I'm I'm happy for him. I mean. Wasn't, I mean, the, wasn't the news stationed outside his house? Yeah. Something dude, like that. They were like sitting get, out there trying to interview him, and he's like, to get his leave. I just want to go to work. Yeah, leave me alone, bro. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a nice gesture. Um, and a quick message to Steve Bartman. I know you don't listen to the show, but if he there's might, that small he chance, the small chance you're listening to the show, it's time to cash in, buddy. You've paid your dues. All those people asking for commercials and marketing – Cubs have won. You're in the clear. No, no, no. You no, go no, ahead. No, you no, put no, those no, headphones no. on, that sweater. You do any no, silly. No, 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 no. You do no. any silly commercial Because you the want, dude buddy. was absolutely heartbroken. And by cashing in on this, <laughs> it minimizes, it belittles his true feelings. I, 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 I'm just saying, you know, you're getting if older. You're gonna, Steve, Steve, if you're going <laughs> to cash your family's in on anything, future. if you're going to do anything, just do porn. But in that outfit, if, if the kid, <laughs> if the kid from the toy can be in a porn, you can be in a. That's porn. a thing that happened. I read about that. That's weird, man. Yeah. That's a great movie. It's a really weird movie too. There's a Klansman in it, and yeah, well, that was of, back. Yeah, that was yeah, back when there was a little bit more uh, Jackie Gleason. You, you could be a little bit more racist. In we movies. can talk about this movie right now, and I bet you people have no idea what we're talking. The about. toy. The toy is Richard a movie Pryor. with Richard Pryor and Jackie Gleason. Yeah. I think Jackie Gleason's last big role. Before yeah, he pretty, passed away. Pretty close, yeah. And he was, you know, obviously um, uh, from the Honeymooners. Uh, Jackie Gleason buys Richard Pryor. As a toy. His, for his services, toy. quote unquote. He basically buys Richard Pryor as a toy for his snot, snotty. Military school kid. So he buys Richard Pryor is obviously black. <laughs> Jackie Gleason yeah. is a white Southern gentleman. He and he, have, he, has, he says, that's, you know, you're, you're, you, I don't know if you can buy a black man. <laughs> My father can. And and what's his face is in it? Ned Beatty's in it. Ned Beatty's in Ned it. He's Beatty's very funny. Ned a classic in that. Um, so Jackie Gleason hosts a garden party yeah. at the end of the movie, the climax of the movie, and 
is it for the Ku Klux Klan? It is for a senator. Okay. But he actually has a Klansman there, and he's shaking his hand, taking a picture, and he pulls up, and he says, you know who you're taking a picture with, Senator? Okay, so he's yeah. like, you're taking a picture with the Grand Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. <laughs> See, I saw the last time I saw the movie, I was a kid, and I was kind of like trying to decipher in my head what was going on. Like, what's the... the, the yeah, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't, you, you don't... You see the funny parts. ...connect the the racial... Yeah. You know. It goes completely over your head. You just want to see the was, scenes with Richard Pryor and him driving like, go-karts. Yeah, I loved Richard. I loved Richard Pryor. Bustin' Loose is one of my all-time favorites. Dude, go rent the toy. And Bustin' Loose. Bustin' Loose. And you know what? While you're there, Silver Streak. Just Silver because Street. Silver Streak Another. is top-notch. And they paint Gene Wilder, Gene Wilder in blackface. In blackface. Yep. It's so ridiculous. It and works. the guy actually calls him. Well, I need Jonah here to say the word. <laughs> and he pulls the gun out. You don't call me that. You don't know me. Uh, okay. So we discussed all the main topics. Uh, I didn't really have much else for the show. I thought Jonah would stumble a lot. But, <laughs> you know. We're efficient without Jonah here. We, we are totally efficient. But you did bring up a story. And I, I did not read it. But uh, we uh, we have some sad news. There's no death, so don't get you know don't get excited. It's not too serious. But um, a member of the show has been hurt, and uh, it's a little little shocking at first. Um, Luke Macklemore is he going to be okay? Oh yeah, you know Ryan Lewis Ma- is here to <laughs> Mac asked me to come. I. He he holds no ill will to the drunk driver that hit his car. I so what happened, Mac, Ryan? What happened? Ah, uh, you know the details are so sketchy because Mac ain't physically hurt unless you count his heart, because <laughs> Mac is hurt emotionally because that man slammed into him, and oh, Mac God. Mac wants to to kick a fresh beat. For that man to tell him he forgive him and he just love him because it's all about love. So Macklemore was hit by a drunk driver? Yeah. Macklemore was in his car when he got hit. Yeah. Oh, man. He drive a Mercedes. That guy apparently does not, as I said before, like fresh beats. I, you know. You know, maybe he's just, he's not, he's not one love. I don't know what color the driver was. He's not woke. But, you know, if he was black, (laughs) Mac wouldn't care. Okay. Because he knows that that man probably had years of rage built up, that that he'd been treated so poorly by society. Oh dear God! And <laughs> we might so be venturing down a path. <laughs> Mac, 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 feel for him. I wish Mac, we, I wish he could be here tonight to, 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 to help kick it and and freestyle something for that for that man. Okay. No, no, he don't make sorry. horse noises. I'm sorry. What are you doing? Why are you being so disrespectful? <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Ryan. I'm, I, I just, uh, I have no rhythm. Oh, yeah. shit. That's okay. But I got music. As long as you could ask for anything. As as long as as long as you can feel the music and you like it and it make you move, you good. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan, for showing up today. I do appreciate it. Hey, um, I had to be here. I had to let Max fans know. That he okay? He's gonna be okay. He gonna he gonna be okay. He gonna write some new new songs about this, and and he gonna sing about how we all can get along, 
and and maybe if someone was listening to his music, he wouldn't slam his car into him. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan. We appreciate it, man. Um, yeah. Luke uh, wants to sit back down if you can move out there. Thank you. Thank you. Get out of my seat, you appreciate greasy it. scumbag. <laughs> Um, well, this, this, there was one other heavy topic to talk about. Do you know who Seth Rich is? No. Seth Rich was, um, uh, I believe an intern or at least somebody that worked on a lower staff position at the DNC last year. Okay. Uh, the younger guy, I want to say he was like 24, 26 years old and some of that age group. And Seth Rich, uh, at the beginning of this year and for the last few months has become part of a big conspiracy theory. Okay. Is the name ringing a bell at all anymore? No. Okay. So last July 2016, Seth Rich was killed in Washington. I think Washington, D.C. Not Washington State. Killed by muggers. Okay. Um, And that was basically case closed. However, his case is his his case is still unresolved officially. So okay, um, he was a DNC staffer, I believe. Two weeks after he died, the big dump of information came out from WikiLeaks about um, the DNCs and their emails and promoting Hillary Clinton. All right. Mm. So the the twist is apparently Seth Rich was feeding information to WikiLeaks. He okay. was the person that was getting them the information, an inside job. The conspiracy theory is that the DNC had him killed as either payback or to avoid him getting them any more information than okay. he possibly had. So that being said, what I just said to you has been, quote unquote, debunked several times by several people that have investigated the situation. Now, why they have not found his killers or anything like that, from what I understand. How have they, they debunked it? Uh, there's nothing that Seth Rich had uh, coming or going as far as his computers were concerned or him having any kind of contacts with any people that would have. Who, so uh, who th- are this these? is coming from officials that who, say. Who has debunked it? Uh, the authorities. In this case, we'll just say the authorities that were working on okay. this case. All right. People that you got to take at face value when they say something. It's been solved, you know. So he wasn't leaking things to WikiLeaks? Apparently not. Okay. Okay. However, a lot of people believe that, obviously, that's part of the conspiracy theory as well. It's a goldmine for conspiracy theorists. Uh, His parents went to a financial backer who was a big uh, Donald Trump supporter, and the supporter, I can't, I can probably look up his name, but (laughs) he's got a lot of money. He said, I will personally finance the investigation to find out what happened to your son. Because mm-hmm. he is also a believer in the theory of what mm-hmm. happened. So his parents, obviously being parents, like, mm-hmm. yeah, I want to find out what happened to my kid. So it led to an investigation that basically there was inside people in the FBI that were tracing him, the kid and everything like that. And he was leaking information. Okay. And Sean Hannity... Uh, who is a... So they did find that the dude was leaking stuff. I'll continue. Okay. (laughs) Sean Hannity uh, profiled Seth Rich and had Julian Assange uh, interviews with him and Mm. everything like that. And he's basically stating that, you know, did this happen? And he's like, well, you know, there's a possibility and all this. So Julian Assange is involved in the story and everything like that. Couldn't Julian Assange just say yes he did leak stuff to me or no? No, it doesn't work that easy. Okay. He, he's Mr. WikiLeaks. So, 
Um, so he's he's all good with giving other people's truths, so, but but it, when it comes to him, he's cagey. One of the other reasons where it's been debunked is that Seth Rich didn't leak the information. They've confirmed that the Russian government has been getting the information from the DNC, not even from that month, but as far back as July of 2015. Okay, they've been hacking into their stuff. So the leak came from Russia. That's what all FBI officials say. So. Even if the kid was providing anything, the leak didn't come from him. It came from Russian sources. Okay. Um, so all this stuff comes out, and it's a back and forth. The parents don't want anything to do with the story anymore. They're like, you know what? My kid's dead. I don't want this to be a political football anymore. You know, I just want to know what happened to my kid. Weren't they the ones so that started it? They did, and okay. then it went down a rabbit hole of conservative versus liberal. Okay, of course. And, you know, like, oh, obviously somebody in the DNC had him assassinated. That's what the big story was. Okay. That somebody was going to kill. Okay. So I led you all the way down here to get to this point, which has happened today. One of the guys that was investigating the case is now suing uh, Donald Trump and other people involved in the story because he said that – man, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to phrase this completely wrong. Essentially this, the story that came out was misconstrued. They never got quotes from the FBI like they said they did that were, were adding evidence to the story. And his name was put in those misquotes, so therefore now he's suing for, is it slander or libel or something like that? Plus, he said that Donald Trump is the one that pushed not only Fox News and all these other sources to print the story before it was officiate, like they had all the sources in Mm -hmm. order. It was Donald Trump who read the story and told them to publish it as soon as possible due to the financial backer who was paying the uh, paying for the investigation is a huge friend of Donald Trump's and is a one-on-one relationship with him. Okay. Okay. So there's a lot of meat wanna, on these phones. Where do you want to jump into this? Uh, start at the beginning. Start at the beginning with the, the, the Seth Rich thing. I mean, there's a plausibility there. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah. I mean. There's people, hackers and leakers everywhere. There. Well, look at it this way. I would say there. I am almost absolutely... 100% sure that at some point there has been a political assassination. Yeah, in Game okay. of Thrones. Okay. I watched the rest of House of Cards. Oh, isn't it great? Awesome. Okay. Um, so whether it be, you know, the one I always look at that I that seems the most shady in recent years. I was about to say LinkedIn, years, so you're right. There's been at least no, one. No, not, not, I'm, not talking about, I'm not talking about that. I'm just talking <laughs> modern about day, modern people day. being sort of disappearing you know oh he died of natural causes sure. or oh he committed suicide he stabbed himself four times you know mm-hmm. um the one i always think of was when that guy was going to testify against the clintons uh with the whitewater thing and like the day before he committed suicide and had no prior like depression or yeah, sign yeah. of okay i can't it's, i can't, it's, I can't it's very, it. but i i look fishy, at that i look fishy. at that and i go hey so when, when you originally started talking about this, I went, "Oh, it's def- definitely plausible that it's plausible. If he was leaking this." I was a midbuster. I'd be like, "Plausible." I mean, you and especially like a low-level guy. Yeah, that's why you're not gonna you're not gonna like, oh, the president is talking shit. It's why you know I'm gonna take him out. No, you take out the guy, you, you, the guy that you can justify. Yeah, this is this is where so it, it's plausible. Intelligent brained Nick says, "Okay, if I was a criminal, all right." If well, if I was a guy that didn't want this kid to be talking to Wiki, Wiki, WikiLeaks or whatever, 
I'm just thinking to myself, murdering him is the least plausible route to go unless he's got something extreme. He was a low-level staffer. Even if he had access to good files or whatever like that, fire him? You know, like, if it's already out well, there, but you're kind of screwed. If you fire him, you know, if he continues to leak or whatever. Or you can maybe fire a he leaker, had, yeah. Maybe he had something that he was holding over them, you know. Yeah, who knows? I, I, I murder yeah. is such an extreme. For wow, us. these are yeah. these are pretty ruthless fucking people. Some of them. Yeah, I, I, I get mean, that. But so Debbie Wasserman Schultz doesn't look like she's gonna order a hit. <laughs> she looks like she needs a, like you know maybe a haircut. That's <laughs> hair straightener. Um, you know, what I'm but saying? but it's it's a this is more plausible to me than than to think that the government crashed planes on nine eleven into the buildings. You know or. <laughs> You know, they, Sorry, they shot a missile into the Pentagon. Sure. It's like, shut up. Yeah, this is very low level, which makes it. This is something like it's you could we could make it look like a mugging. It's not going to, you know, it's like whatever, you yeah. know, boom. plausible yeah. deniability. As far as him being a it leaker just takes to, one person to give the nod. The WikiLeaks is a plausible thing too. him giving the information. To sure. WikiLeaks. But the amount of information that WikiLeaks had, that's where, again, like the there's no way. A DNC staffer could get the amount of information that the kid had for WikiLeaks. I mean, we're talking thousands and thousands of different email accounts and sure. pages. It's just, yeah, and I don't know what this guy's job was. Who in the fuck knows? I know a lot of 24-year-olds. You could be the best hacker in the world. It, it's not going to happen. He, he, I would imagine the source material wasn't even all in the DNC, you know, wherever their headquarters are. You know, What if he was one of the people that uh, let the Russians in? Uh, th- to very simply just... Now that... Is more plausible than him doing. I himself. will give you the password the, to my yeah. computer if you need to get in and bloop, and then walk away. That makes more sense. And you cut off the connection. So there's plenty of people that believe that this was true and that they're going to follow it as far. I mean, okay. Sean Hannity went. Nuts. So they went after it. Of course, Sean they did. Hannity. Of course, they did. Fox News. Of course, um, they took did. the story down. And it's very rare for Fox to take a story down. They'd leave it up and let people read it. They said we re- we retract the story. Okay, it's gone. Sean Hannity was basically he says he wasn't, but he was forced to shut up by Fox News. Like, don't bring it up on your show anymore. He's, the parents are having a fit now, so he said I won't bring it up on the show anymore until there's more evidence. And obviously, it's been quiet since May. Okay. Uh, so this stuff just came out now. The one of the guys that was helping, okay, prove the conspiracy is now suing people part of the conspiracy. Okay, he he <laughs> it's it's all right. It's so bizarre. Trump doesn't own Fox News, no. so you can't sue Trump for something Fox News does. Okay, if Trump just uh, pushed, Fox I don't think News it was to Fox, publish something. I, I, don't, I, I don't know if it was Fox News that first published the report. Oh, whoever. Yeah, so. If Trump pushed someone to publish this report, that's their own fucking fault. Trump is not their boss. No. Okay, so yeah, you don't sue Trump. Just because he was supporting something that was against Hillary, okay. Um, if if Fox News misquoted you, ask you know they they could print a retraction and it's probably unless he proves that by him being misquoted in this article, it has caused him irreparable harm, damages, yeah. uh, affected his reputation. Usually it's just a retraction. Um, I if if you get a chance, the story is amazing to read. Uh, I was reading it, but on, it's fake. So why would I read it? Well, the, just the the suing part of it, like this whole thing, this this it 
it's like a good episode of Law and Order or something like that with all the twists and turns. Dung, dung. There's there's a I believe it's either. Do you the need Hill. lawyer Luke to see if he'll sue? This is I. I want you to read the case. Uh, I want to re- re- come back to this because it just came out in the news today. And if something comes out of that, I really want to read it. But I think the hill.com does a breakdown for stupid people like me to give you the series of events as they the happen timeline. and the timeline that makes sense of it with the names and the correct people that are part of the situation. The only person that really lost in all this is poor Seth Rich. He got shot. So, I mean, you know, I hate the fact that. He is. It's hard to believe that someone you know. in Washington D.C., with it being such a safe city, could get mugged. <laughs> and it's hard to believe that this person was politically connected. You know, in Washington, Washington D.C. Yeah. <laughs> I want to play the House of Cards music right here. Isn't it awesome? Oh, that was the last thing I wanted to talk about today. Is the House of Cards? Man. Yeah. I uh, I watched the season five. This was yes. Uh, I read a little bit about it after I watched it just to see what the uh, the producers and everything. Robin Wright is one of the producers and Kevin Spacey. I think mm-hmm. they're both EPs on the show, right? Yeah. Um, they wrote this episode <clears throat> as if it was a possible series finale, even though I believe they're going to get renewed for season six. I've sure. started to come back. And Allison and me were talking about it, and we were like, so if that was the last episode of House of Cards, and spoiler alert right here, Okay. Uh, House of Cards season five ends with Claire Underwood becoming the president after Frank Underwood resigns. Right. Uh, he resigns with the uh, assumption that Claire is going to pardon him for his crimes, mm-hmm. which he does not do on a national broadcast. Right. And she turns and does the uh, the narration to the camera at the very last moment. And she says, yeah. now it's my turn. Yeah. Um, oh, I've always known you were there. Yeah, that's the second time she's talked to the camp, which is great. First so, one was, oh, I've always yeah, known uh, you were there. So, great little twist. Uh, I texted you three or the night earlier because mm-hmm. I was like, I wanted to binge them all. And then, of course, the next night I watched the last three. I couldn't. Right, right. I stayed up till like two in the morning watching them. Um, the last scene I saw was her fucking the writer, mm-hmm. Tom, killing him. Leaving the corpse behind, mm-hmm. and I, I'm, I'm like, okay, now this is getting out of hand. Now she's a murderer, kills the guy. I don't know how this is going to work, and it all worked. I will say the writing did work. I mean, mm-hmm. the guy uh, at the very end um, who helped her clean up the body. Campbell Scott. Was that his name? The guy from Singles. Is that the guy from Singles? Yeah. Wow. What's his name on the show? Uh, I, I forget. I lose There's track so of There's so many names. And it, it, when he suggests to her, like, well, you're going to need a vice president. And he's, he's like, I'll take it under consideration. He's like, yeah, I think I'm going to be your vice president. <laughs> I yeah. was like, oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So the dude just working his way up the, the ladder as well. Right, so, right, right. Um, Allison and me were talking. If that was a series finale, were, were you satisfied with the series? No. Yeah, and that's what I said no, too. I, was, I mean, way I could, too much that was could, left you open. You could end it there, um, but they need to either go out on top, mm-hmm. or be <laughs> just <laughs> just you know he needs. There's so many things that Frank needs to answer for. Yeah, um, the killing of Zoe Barnes, the killing of uh, that uh, congressman. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, shit. 
push the girl down. Uh, yeah, pushing the sec- his. Uh, Help! She's falling. I'm like, okay, that was the worst line Kevin Spacey said, but I know why he did it. You know, Secretary like, of yeah, State just, that yeah. was going to testify against him. Oh, she's in so much trouble. Yeah, I love that these people <laughs> continually come back and trust him, and then he kills them or destroys them, or he's just. Um, I. I love I love the characters. I love the characters. Well, you have two sociopaths, so that's probably the best way to describe what their brain mentality is. Mm-hmm. That supposedly love each other, and I've always like read they love each other. Well, they really love another thing. Can it? I mean, oh sure, they can. Yeah, you think? But they lack they lack empathy. All right, so even they wouldn't feel for each other if one of them happened to get offed at one point, or maybe they would, but it would be fleeting. Well, know? I mean, you're talking about two people that basically allow each other to have sex with other people and yeah. you know her boyfriend sleeps at the white house and he doesn't even you know doesn't... i like when he i like when he puts him in his place you know <laughs> or like when he put his gay lover in his place yeah where he's just like you know it, I, it's so I, I was very uncomfortable in that scene i really was oh, scene he, under where the he's, stairs. Where he's blowing him under the stairs and he it puts just, his hand around his neck and I'm like i it wasn't the the whole gay thing. It was, you know, I get on this like train with him, and he's rolling forward, okay, mm-hmm. you know, and he was banging the writer to to leak the stories to. We talking about Zoe? Zoe. That 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 whole f- scene with him in the stairwell was basically mirroring the scenes with Zoe when he was banging her from behind. Like, right, right, right. Same, it's the but, same style and but, anger. The whole, you know, and when when they made reference a few seasons earlier to him hooking up with his college, mm-hmm. r- his college classmate or whatever, and I'm like, okay, but then to see, like, I'm on this train where he's just, I'm thinking power and and intrigue and 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 you know, it's hard to explain, but it sort of like, was like a slam on the brakes, oh, like and a then speed bump, just hit. you know what I mean, <laughs> and I went. Yeah, like it just it didn't fit the character I was jiving with. You know what I mean? Like I'm I'm see, I I, I kind of disagree to a certain extent because you enjoyed it. Oh, of course. <laughs> Who would it? But I mean, that that's been his character. He's he's a dude that needs to be on top. I mean, like no matter what the circumstance, be it uh, somebody that loves him and looks up to him, he doesn't seem to care. He just wants to make sure that they are continuing to love him no matter what. You know? Yeah. You know, and that, that's, you know, he's such a gargoyle, man. That's mm. the best. <laughs> yeah. And it, he plays it perfectly. I totally recommend the series. Uh, the only stumbling block of that whole show is season three, and boy, do they recover themselves. Yeah, so, it got that season was a little slow. Like, yeah. I went, mm. they They come back nice and strong, so I, we agree that please don't end it. It's there's a lot more to to talk about I think. It's an awesome that. series. Yep. I started watching The Wire. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I have seen one episode. The first of it. season of it yeah. um good. Not the best show I've ever seen as I've heard many people say. Um it's good. Well, as far as going back and watching old stuff, I started watching Cheers. Oh, on Netflix. You and me talked about the greatest uh, theme songs of all time and Golden Girls. Man, I haven't heard the Cheers theme song in a long time, and got to tell you, I think that kills the Golden Girls theme song. It's pretty know. damn good. I don't know. It reminds Everybody me. Of, it reminds me of these dudes I knew in high school that uh, just <laughs> they killed the song for you. 
I, they just, Steve killed Dave Matthews, man. They were like the they were like the people that wanted their life to emulate Cheers. You know, like uh, I walked into the bar and they said my name, just like Norm. Oh uh, yeah, me and Andrew were watching it together. We we burned through the first three episodes during Ellie's birthday party. It was like midnight, and I was, it was it was so weird. Like if you've ever been a server or a bartender at any point, there's a lot of little nuances in there that are like, yep, that happens, that happens, that happens, and it, it's happened the first three episodes. Talk about just comedy gold. Go back and watch that stuff, man. So good, and it holds up. Thank you for being a friend. <laughs> you got anything else, man? Travel down the oh. road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. I think we sang this last time, too. And if you, and if you leak some info, <laughs> Hillary will have you killed. Mm-hmm. And you will see the third mugger will be me. And the card attached will say, you shouldn't have leaked that info. Brilliant. Listen to all the shows on the Disease Network. Um, that just happened. Something gave the badge dialogues. Man, woman, movie, hooking up, dosh drunks, and the mothership. You're going to get a disease. For Dodd, Jonah, Luke, and Nick. And Mr. Black. And Mackle and Ryan. Oh, no, Mackle wasn't here. <laughs> get well, Mackle.